So again, you don't have to know it all, but to sur surround yourself with people, like I said, that word diversity, it's magic. Surround yourself with people who are better at things or have a skill set that you don't. Welcome friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for today's episode. We have Tiffany Buffton-Meyer coming live from West, from, sorry, Palm Beach. And we're here in Colorado in the same town that she actually grew up in. The synchronicity here is crazy, but Tiffany has been a mentor of, I, of ours for the last five plus years since we started our network marketing business. And She's someone we just look up to, has helped us so much in our business along the way. We had to come and share her heart, her brain, her wisdom with you guys, the listeners, because she was a boss before she started network marketing, news anchor woman for a decade, modeled around the world, all the things, has dealt with life, and then all of a sudden had children and was like, wait a second, I want to be there. I want to be present. I can't be this hard charging you know, mom away from home started her network marketing business when she was our age, a little over 20 years ago. Oh my gosh, she's a veteran. And now just lives an absolutely beautiful life, has created a beautiful life for herself and so many more impacted so many people. We wouldn't be here if it, if weren't, it weren't for, for Tiffany. Her, yes. And you can speak to Tiffany's heart and everything like that. Those are her accolades. She's a top income earner, top network marketer, you know, in the world, but we're excited to have her on today. Tiff, we're so happy you're here. Thank you for being here with us. I love you guys. Thanks for having me. This is a real honor. I know you have a massive outreach and uh, I'm super proud of you. I mean, I'm just, I've known you since the day you, you really were kind of babies getting ramped up in your business and wow, have you exploded. And um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a huge honor. So thanks. I'm humbled. Um, so I want to share, I know whenever I introduce you to people, I share this story, but I have to share this because it just like touches my soul. But when I first met you in person for the first time, I remember it was in Oklahoma and, um, I just remember meeting you and guys for you anyone guys listening. Yes. Retreat, when right? you meet Tiffany, like when you, she's the type of person, when you, when, the, when she walks into a room, your head like swivels and you're like, who's, who's that woman? Like I, I noticed her immediately. I'm like, wow, she's tall. She's gorgeous. She's fit. She has amazing style. She radiates positivity. Like I was drawn to her. I was like, who is that lady? So I went over and talked to her. And I remember when I hugged her, I was like, oh my gosh, she smells so good. She's wearing my mom's perfume. And like, it, it like brought me back, you know, smells like trigger memories. And it brought me back because, you know, my mom passed away 10 years ago and I hadn't smelt that smell in a long time. And I was like, whoa, like it was like this nostalgic thing for me, but I didn't want to be weird and be like, hi, I'm Sandy. You smell like my mom. <laughs> like I just, I didn't say anything. Um, so we ended up having this amazing conversation. Then the next day, I'm sharing on stage at this leadership conference. I run into you, Tiffany, on the way to the bathroom after, and you come up to me and you're like, 
your mom would be so proud of you. And we had this like moment and I'm crying and whatever. And then I finally had the courage to tell you, by the way, I didn't want to tell you this last night, but you know, like you have this presence about you that just makes me feel so safe. Like you have this maternal energy, like, and you, this sounds silly, but like you wear the same perfume as my mom. And it just made me feel like she was near me and whatever. 10 minutes later, I'm in line for this amazing salad bar and I'm engulfed in a hug and you come up behind me and you were like, Sandy, I literally change what perfume I bring like to every, I always switch up my perfumes. And before I left the house, I made a last minute switch and I decided to bring this and it's a full bottle and I brought it and it's for you. And you gave it to me and I still have it and I cherish it. And I forget even how to pronounce it. Is it like Hermes or something like that? Yep. Yep. You got oh it. my God. Hermes, beautiful bottle of perfume. And you gave it to me. And that's like my first real introduction with you. And like, it just left such an imprint on my heart of like, wow, like these are the types of people that I'm around. Like these are the people that are leading me and that have paved the way before me that are so heart led that they know like how much this means to me. And like, you gave that to me. So anyway, I just, I love your heart and who you are, but I had to share that with the listeners because I need, I needed people to know the behind the scenes of who Tiff is. Oh, well, I was deeply touched that you said I smelled like your mom. And then you're like, <laughs> you can't even remind me a little of my mom. And then Wade and I didn't meet for a while, but I was talking with him enough and talking with you enough. And we got to kind of like, we were in a mentorship kind of a relationship and Wade's like, you know, you kind of remind me of my mom too. And I'm like, okay, you guys are officially my kids. Yeah, You're our, our mama bear, especially in our business, but it's become in life too. And we're so grateful for you. And you're, you know, you're this you've done so much in the world to this point in your life. And I know you're going to do so much more and people could look at you today be like, oh my gosh, she's so successful in all these things and she's beautiful. But I'd love to hear like your background and your come up story and like everything before you started your business, before you came this, you know, international leader and all these things, because it's such a powerful story. Could you share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. In fact, it's funny. I've been reflecting a lot on it. Um, my daughter, uh, I have two children who are now 25 and 22 as of yesterday. It was Isabel's birthday. And uh, I just flew home from Isabel's college graduation. So um, Saber graduated uh, in the fall and Izzy graduated now. And I, you know, watching kids at this age, like I was just around her roommates and her friends. And I was, I was reflecting on that time in my life. And then, um, and doing a lot of, you know, like, kind of coaching and, you know, like, breathing some positive light. It's been a really hard time for a lot of these kids. They went through college during COVID. Um, and now, especially for my daughter, you know, she graduated and then her birthday was two days later and everybody left. And she woke up on her birthday alone at college in the house where she's been with all of her best friends. And she's like really heavy hearted, you know? And so I'm telling her like, this is the beginning of it all. And this is just one more transition in your life. And I can, I could speak to her on the best friends that have come into my life since I've graduated college, you know, so you're so, you're kind of stuck in your stuff at that moment in time. And you want to, you want to stay close to all your college friends and you want to be there. And I remember that so vividly. And I remember like in my life, it wasn't like I was like this beautiful swan growing up. Um, my parents divorced when I was 12, I gained a lot of weight and I, I held on to that weight really until um started losing it my senior year of high school to the tune of like I think I had lost like 30 pounds by the time I had like gone off to freshman year and I was feeling pretty good about myself and I'm tall I'm 5'11 
Um, and I, I felt healthy. I thought I was good. Well, I went to college and um, I continued to lose a little bit of weight. I was working out. I went to college in Southern California and everybody is like super worked out and beachy and bikinis and all that. And um, so I would go to the gym every day with my friends and study and lost a little bit more weight. But more than that, I was like really, really getting healthy and, and making some kind of healthy habits and getting more muscle and all that. So anyway, at Christmas time, my father hired a photographer to come to the house to take pictures of the family. And this photographer worked with the top modeling agencies in Denver. And he said, gosh, Tiff, you're 5'11", you have broad shoulders, you have long legs. He said, if you would just lose some weight, I bet you could really model. Now, this is after, mind you, I had like already lost like 30 pounds. Okay? <laughs> so I'm like, lose some weight? What? Anyway, I'm like, so like what, you know, 5'11", what should I weigh? He's like, you know, like 125. So anyway, I went back to school on a mission and I lost that weight. So I ended up losing like 65 pounds in about three months wow. and came back. And I even got my weight down to like 118. Not that that's a brag, guys, but I'm just saying like, I, what happened for me was um, a massive transformation and it came with a lot of hard work and I'd work out like three times a day, really limited my caloric intake. I'm not recommending this to anyone by any stretch of the imagination. It was not healthy. The world of modeling is not healthy, especially if you have curves and you're not naturally a stick and I was not, but I had an opportunity and he told me I did. And if X, then Y is basically what he said to me. If you did this, then maybe you could really do that. And I thought, well, that had always been a dream of mine. And like, you know, gosh, Christy Brinkley was like my childhood idol. I'd spin around the beach, you know, on summer vacations and pretend I was her. And I was like, wow, like, really? You think I could maybe do that? So I did. So I lost weight, came home, took some pictures that summer and um, got an opportunity to go to New York. And from New York, I then went to Milan, Italy, and then I went to Paris and I was a runway model all over the world. And I did a lot of catalog and, but a lot of editorial, lot, lots of different modeling gigs. But the thing is, it wasn't a natural thing for me. It didn't just fall in my lap. I had to work really, really hard on it. And the, the thing that I learned through that was discipline. And if you want something bad enough, what are you willing to do to achieve it? And for me, I think I took it to a very unhealthy level. However, it was my profession at the time. It was my job at the time. And sometimes when you have a job to do, you got to be really disciplined and really focused. And I was, and I put it first and I made it happen. So when I think back on where I was at that time in my life, so I was Isabel's age. I dropped out of college for a while and that's when I modeled. And then I came back and I decided I wanted to be a news anchor woman. So I doubled up on credits um, studied in Guadalajara for the summer, took summer school and graduated with my class on time. Um, and then I went into television news. And by then I had learned enough of the school of hard knocks. Um, not everything falls in your laps, just a ton of rejection. I mean, yes, I was 5'11 and now I was like rail thin, but oh my gosh, it was like something was wrong with you all the time. It's criticism, constant criticism. You're either too tall, you're too thin, you're too this, you're too, oi, oi, oi. It goes on and on and on. And and I learned that what somebody else thinks about me is not me. And it has nothing to do with me and who I am. And I didn't learn it right away, but through enough reflection and enough mindfulness and quiet moments, you find your strength. So fortunately, I learned a lot of that early on in life. 
And um, and then it segued into a career in TV news. And again, you know, I'm blonde hair, green eyed, right? I'm a dime a dozen. Every Everybody coming up in the industry who had like a Latina look or African-American or somebody who they didn't really know your, your ethnical background, it was much more appealing than someone like me because I was like, you're typical. So there was so much rejection and so much that I had to mentally get really tough with And I'm just sharing that with you because life will unfold for you exactly as it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And had I not learned some of those lessons early on in life, I wouldn't have been prepared for what was about to happen to me because my firstborn child had childhood leukemia and I had to get really tough then. So when you talk about things that life can give you and circumstances, we don't know what it all looks like and all we can do is our best. But if you have the skill set and the discipline and the focus and that stick with this with itness, that's not really a word, but stick with it, the stick with itness in life to do it no matter what, to do it until you reach your goals, to do it until you get to where you want to be. And sometimes we got to shift on the fly. Sometimes we're in one way and we got to shift the trajectory. We got to say, okay, that's not what I really, I'm going to go this way. But to be able to shuck and jive, to be able to be flexible, to be able to move with the times and grow, but stay disciplined and keep what's going on between your two ears strong and focused, guys can achieve anything you want. Mm. Wow. I could listen to you talk. You're like the most incredible storyteller. I get captivated by tips. Yes, that's the best. Storytelling is a powerful, powerful gift. So, okay. So, okay. Saber is, um, you have Saber, you have Izzy. Um, walk us through mm-hmm. how, where you're at, like when you get introduced to this new opportunity of network marketing and kind of like how what made you say, that, yes, how what that were your started. hesitations, all the things like what made you look at it and even give it a shot? Oh my gosh. Hesitations, like everything under the sun. So back up to when I was modeling, I was introduced to the products when I was 17 years old, got an ID number when I was 18 years old, Used the products all through my modeling and all through my television, I have extremely sensitive skin and I break out with anything else out there. So I had at 34 years of age, I had already fell in love with the products. I knew about the products. I thought they were awesome. My son, Saber, he had just finished three years and two months of intensive chemotherapy treatment. So he was five at the time. And my daughter, Isabel, was two. And I was thinking I'd gonna, I was going to go back into television news. I was looking for something because um, I thought now my kids are at the age where they're going to be in school and I love my kids and I love being home with my kids, but I have a brain. And as much as I like pushing them on the swing, there's only so many times you can do that and pick up a sippy cup that's been thrown without feeling like there's got to be a little bit more when I put them down for a nap. Mm-hmm. So I thought I'd go back into news. And every time I go interview with a news director, it didn't feel right in my heart. I'm like, I can't give this guy 110% because If Sabre spiked a high-grade fever or even a low-grade fever, honestly, it was a trip to the hospital. I had to be there. And when you have kids, there's just a different thing, at least for me anyway. The moment I held Sabre in my arms, I quit TV news. And and I just knew that like God had a different plan for me. And that came first. And it was always going to come first, period, end of story. And no news director was ever going to get me to put news first. So I was actively interviewing in down in Philadelphia, I was actively talking to news directors, thinking I'd go back in and feeling so torn, so discombobulated, so, I don't know, completely inauthentic to my level of priorities and what was important in my life. And when I heard I could earn an incredible six-figure income 
no guarantees, guys. That's not an income claim. That was what I heard. You can earn, can, possibility, if you work hard, you can guarantee that, not me. If you could work hard, you could, the potential was that to earn an incredible six-figure income from home, around your schedule, when you want, you get to be your own boss, you can earn trips, you can maximize your time, maximize your effort, get paid what you're worth, the company car that you can, again, earn and work very hard to achieve was there. It was something that I thought sounded like a ton of fun, something that I wanted to go after. And oh, by the way, I'm my own boss and I can do this from home. Huh, sounded good. But here's me. Um, I was a communications major. I have no business skills. I had not owned a cell phone. I had never logged onto a computer by myself Mm -hmm. because in TV news, you just log into your news show and the producer does all the stuff behind the scenes. So I had never actually even turned on a computer in my life before by myself. And now I'm going to start my own business. Want to join my team? (laughs) Woo! (laughs) This is a business where you get others, you can teach and train them to do what you do. I'm like, I don't have a clue. Like Mm -hmm. teach and train others. You got to be kidding me. So I was like, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. But I thought this is worth it. And I had two things going for me when I started. I had a huge dream in my heart that things could be different because I wanted to be home with my kids and I didn't want my kids to have to struggle. And I didn't want to worry about where they were and what they were doing or if my son had a relapse or God forbid anything happened to my daughter. I knew I had a dream in my heart that things could be different for my family. Number one. Number two, I had a killer work ethic. Mm. And I had that discipline and that focus and that drive that had been instilled in me from you know, my late teens. So I thought, how hard can this thing be? So from my dining room table with a little box that I had from Office Max, a um, little plastic box, I started my business. And we faxed in orders back then. Um, <laughs> if there was anybody who really should not have started this business, it really was me because literally on a wing and a prayer, I started this thing. And um, Didn't know anybody. I was living in Foglesville, Pennsylvania at the time. I'm from Littleton, Colorado. So I did not know um, a single soul. I knew the nurses at the the, um, cancer center, the clinic. Um, I knew a few doctors. They were oncologists. And uh, I wanted to meet people, though. That was the good news. I wanted to make some friends. And I had believed in the products so much for such a long time that my belief was rock solid in the products. So you have to believe in four things to be successful in your business and and, and really in anything in life, you really got to size up, like, what do I need to be successful in this? But you have to believe, in my case, I had to believe in the products, which I did. You have to believe in the industry, which I did not. You have to believe in the company, which I knew nothing about. And then you have to believe in yourself, which I did. So I had two of the four, but I thought, heck, I could probably read about the other two. I could probably play a little catch up and figure the, the other two things out. So I did. And I really, really put the pedal to the metal and it became my obsession. The kids would go down for a nap and I would read industry books and my kids would go down for bed and I would stay up till midnight working and really bombarding myself with learning the tools, learning the skills, trying to better myself, doing it one way and failing and failing miserably. The the horrible things that I have said to people with the most pure intentions and the most innocent heart, like this one darling kid who was serving ice cream at the mall. He had an acne face, just horrible, horrible acne all over his chin and his cheeks. And I walked up to him and I, I didn't know what to do, but I just wanted to help him. And I said, I think I have something that, that may really help you. Do you have a second to talk? And he's looking at me like, you gotta be kidding me, lady. I'm like, okay, Never mind. Huge miss. Like, just don't don't try to walk up and make a friend when he's serving your kids ice cream. But you know what? 
I did it with the best intentions, but sometimes you do and you still fail, right? Mm -hmm. So I had to learn and the process will teach you. The process will teach you and you don't get it right. And you don't get it right a lot of times. And you guys, I still don't get it right. I still will like, oh my gosh, insert foot into mouth. That did not come out the way I wanted. <laughs> and you just keep trying, right? So you do it one way. If it doesn't work, you try another way, you try another way. But I didn't believe that I could do this but I just saw other people around me who did it and they were successful. And I thought, well, maybe if I just kind of do the best copycat, best copycat wins type of deal, like if I just kind of do what they do. And at that time, people in, in, in my business, people who were my mentors, they were from Oklahoma and a lot of them had accents. So I kind of started talking with a little Southern twang for a while, like not on purpose, but like inadvertently, because I was like kind of morphing, I suppose, into <laughs> you know, trying to be the person and copy these people who I was trying to emulate. And then I realized that was also a huge miss because that's not who I am at all. <laughs> so what I learned along the way is, look, nobody's a better version of you. And now, you know, to your point, like I faxed in orders and now like we're doing a podcast. Are you kidding me? This is so cool. But the way that you have of marketing yourself, of branding yourself, of reaching out to people and the outreach alone, just this period, how many thousands of people can listen to a podcast? I mean, it's amazing. And how you can really become the best version of yourself and then share that um, in, a very, in a very real way, in a very authentic way to where other people can also say, okay, well, she's not perfect. You know, they're not perfect, but they're real. And they're growing and they watch your growth and they watch you become who you are. It makes it very accessible for someone else to join you and follow in your footsteps because you're not alone. You know, we do this, it's a team thing. It's a team concept. Um, and with the things that I had done before in my life with modeling and television news, there was no team there. I didn't want to teach and train somebody else to be a better news anchor than me. Why? They'd get my job. Mm -hmm. With what we do, we want everybody to become better because we teach and train and our businesses grow. Mm -hmm. So you're only as good as your weakest links. So we want everybody to be rock stars. We want everybody to embrace the opportunity and, and be diverse because diversity wins. Somebody may not relate to one person on your team, but they may relate to somebody else. And together with that team effort, I'm mean, looking at how teams come together. Look at how sports teams come together, right? Everybody has a certain strength that they play to. So you don't have to have it all. I do not have a business degree. I'm terrible at math and numbers. When I started my business, I had two calculators. They were the size of Texas. I still have them. It's a little embarrassing. It is what it is. It is what it is. But now I have CPAs on my team. Arthur Anderson CPAs joined my business and they're at the top of the company with me. So again, you don't have to know it all, but to sur surround yourself with people, like I said, that word diversity it's magic. Surround yourself with people who are better at things or have a skill set that you don't. Mm, so good. And you've continued that. Like your success has even transcended your network marketing business where you've made a huge impact. You've put yourself in positions and surround yourself with people. Now you and your husband are a power couple. And I just see the life you're living in. I, I feel like probably a lot of it's due to the, the personal growth and the person you've become and the networks you've built along the way, building your business the last 20 years. Um, but I love your story because it's, you know, you, you're a hard worker, you knew what you wanted. Okay. You wanted to model, you want to be in TV. You did that. You had kids and it changed your life. And you had a son who had childhood leukemia, who extra changes your life. So you had these pain points of, of one, a son with leukemia two wanting to be home and be present and realizing, whoa, my prior careers, 
that's not an option. What do I do? So these pain points drove you. And I think, you know, you're the type of person when you're open to opportunity, it finds you, but you have to have your eyes and your heart open to it. And it did. And you had all the hesitations we all have in the beginning. Can I do this? Will I be successful? Does it work? Whoa. Okay. I see what's possible. I see these people have done it. I can do it. And then you learned along the way. Um, And now, you know, 20 years in, what would you say to someone who's evaluating starting or beginning, no matter what stage they're in, but like they're, they're taking a look at this, this opportunity. What has it provided you? Give us that like 20 hindsight's 2020, give us that 2020 vision of 20 years in, like what can it provide people who are like maybe just thinking about getting started? Well, the first thing I would say is jump in. The water's fine. Mm. Um, you know, just jump on in, dive in, head first, go. Um, I've never had a single person in my organization say, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I waited. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've heard those words never. I've had people say, gosh, I wish I wouldn't have waited. Mm-hmm. So um, there's nothing to lose. The coolest thing is... Really, there's nothing to lose. Um, Products are incredible. The person you become along the way is somebody you're going to like a lot. You are going to like a lot. And that's the most important thing, I think. Who cares if somebody else likes you? They're not going to be paying your mortgage. They're not going to be at your funeral. More than likely, if they don't like you. If you like you, and if you're a great example, first of all, to yourself, um, for me, second of all, to my children, we were at, I told you my daughter just graduated. We were at a grad dinner and one of her best friends, his name is Drennan. Hi, Drennan. I'm going to have you listen to this podcast because he was asking me what good books to read and podcasts to listen to. So I'm going to tell him this one. Hi, sweet mm-hmm. Drennan. He said to me at dinner, he goes, you know, when I first met Isabel, he said, I, 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 I was like, whoa, this girl is a powerhouse. She has so much confidence. And he said, I walked up to her and he said, who raised you? And it was the biggest compliment I could have ever heard from this, you know, darling kid. And he said, now that I met you, because I, I haven't met Drennan before. I've talked with him on FaceTime and I've, you know, seen his social media stuff and um, heard it was one of her very best friends. But when I met him and he told me that story, I was like, you know what? Cool. Cool. Right. Like your kids are watching and you know, I think, I think both of my children are way better versions of me and my ex-husband. Um, sorry, Scott, love you. But, um, you know, I think, I think we raised rock star kids. I just saw Scott at grad too. And he was like, we did well, didn't we? And I was like, yeah, but you know, you can, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. So you can be a great example for your kids and you hope they pick it up and you hope they run with that ball. But, you know, fortunately, both of our kids did. I think they're wiser. I think they're cooler. I think they're smarter. I think they're more compassionate. Um, they're gentler in the right ways. Uh, they're, they're just, my son is a sage. He reads the room. He has this crazy intuition. My daughter, wildly smart, so outgoing, confidence, rock star level. So, you know, those things are at this like bird's eye view level now. Like I can look back and I can say, you know, they grew up with me being an entrepreneur, listening to, you know, I made my car a rolling university. I was always listening to things. Mm-hmm. Um, your kids, but more is caught than taught. More is caught than taught. They picked it up along the way. They heard the trainings. They listened to my language. They heard my coaching calls. Um, they're going to listen to this, you know? So I think like to see what it's done for my kids, that's super powerful. And the other thing that I have to say is 20 years in, who I was and the woman I was 
at 34 and the, you know, young mother, this was something that I saw as a way out of what I was currently in and a way in to what I wanted to get into, which was meeting friends and making, uh, making a life of my own around my family and around my kids. So I figured out a way to do that. Then you guys, I went through a divorce and my ex-husband and I are great buds today and everything's wonderful. Um, and we're, we're good. And I'm so happy we're good, but I had to date and I had to get back out there and do all that stuff. And I'll tell you, it's really sexy to be the breadwinner and to have your own deal and your own gig where you don't need to rely on anybody. It, it helps you when you have your own business for somebody who's hesitant to start. And I say, jump on in. Here's the coolest thing for me that I learned when I went through my divorce and in the year I was single for 12 years. Wasn't like I just jumped in and married the first guy, you know, connected with, there were a lot of learning curves with that too. And redefining who I was good, bad, or ugly. You know, I mean, you're a different person when you're in your forties than you are when I got married the first time. So I had to redefine that, but it's so sexy. I think if on an internal level, like I'm talking about like the empowered feeling of being so confident and so sexy from within, because it is within your external beauty all comes from the inside, but to know that you're the boss mm. and you get to rely on you. Um, so instead of being, you know, needy, you get to choose, you get to choose what you want. You get to have life be on your terms. You know, I was able to buy things for myself and, and I didn't need another man's money or anybody else's money. It was mine. I got to put my kids through college. They got to choose wherever they wanted to go to school. I bought my kids cars, just bought my son another car. Um, but I wanted my life to be a little bit better for my kids. I wanted, I didn't want them to have to struggle the way I did. So I worked hard for that. And I'm glad I did at this phase of my life. The other super cool thing, my husband is wildly successful. He didn't need my money, but I think he was really attracted to me because I also didn't need his. Mm -hmm. So that whole thing about confidence and security and feeling good about who you are at any phase of life it's just nice to know that you don't have to rely on somebody else. You don't have to be a yes person for somebody else and play the game. You get to be authentically who you are because you can pay your own bills, because you can do your own sit-ups in life. And that is something that no one can ever take away from you. So when I say the process teaches you, yes, it does. It also makes you extremely empowered and absolutely unstoppable. So if anybody's waiting to jump in, you're waiting... Why in the world would you delay your success? Mm. Mm. I love that, Tiff. It's so true. It's like for the person listening, like if you knew this was going to work for you, like Wade and I have only been doing this for five years. It's wildly transformed the trajectory of our entire life. Four for me, five for you. Okay, whatever. <laughs> but like where we were that many short years ago versus now, it's like unbelievable. And Or imagine, you know, fast forward Tiffany's story. Imagine 20 years from now. Like I really want the listener to think, if you knew this was going to work for you, if you knew that you had the coaching and the guidance and the proper tools and resources and mentoring and coaching and handholding and everything there for you, and really just came down to, are you going to show up for yourself? Like, would you do it? You know, because I think people overthink this. This is not a mortgage decision. It is not a big deal to start a network marketing business. It might be a couple of hundred dollars. Actually, I wish it was more because I think 
sometimes it attracts people that think like, oh, I'll just like dive in and get rich quick. No, this is not a get rich quick. Like <clears throat> if we haven't made it clear through all of our episodes and, you know, we weaved it in throughout this one as well, but this is, it's not easy to build this. It's a lot of work. It is like, it is gritty. Like you have to have drive. You have to be disciplined. Like when you're your own boss, <laughs> It's, it's great, but also if you're not disciplined, it's not great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're the type of person that needs lots of handholding and someone checking in on you and like, then maybe this isn't a fit for you. But if you're someone that has an entrepreneurial spirit, that isn't afraid to work hard, that really wants to make a difference, make a big impact, help a lot of people like this could be the very vehicle that transforms everything for you, but yeah. you have to get out of your own way. And I want to go back to what Tiff said too, and affirm you, Sandy, I love that I asked Tiffany, you know, from her 20 years perspective, and she's earned a ton of money in her career. She's been on a ton of trips. She's traveled the world. She's done all those. She's earned all the know, awards. Illustrious so things, trade. right? Like, this woman is a legend. And she, so she's had all that. She's lived, you know, a lavish lifestyle. Didn't mention any of that. She mentioned one, my kids watched me grow up and build this business and build my dreams for them and with them and alongside them. And so now who they are is a product and a result of who I was showing up as is one. And now we have young kids. We have an 18 month old and we're welcoming our second this month. As of the time of this recording, we're, we, it's still in Sandy's belly, but that hits us really hard. And then number two was kind of like, who you become along the way and being independent and the the person you become in the journey and you learn from the journey and being that person you're like it is sexy to see a, a woman it you know it's sexy to see a woman be a really good mom but it's sexy to see a woman also like I've built something on my own I empower leaders I have an impact and I'll say it's also sexy within a marriage you were ta- re- uh, referring to it within dating like I love looking at saying I'm like wow she's a present loving mother to our children and she is an empowering leader in this world, like helping other people. It's so sexy. And it's our journey is a little different than yours because Sandy had a different pain point of just hating what she did, searching for something she could be passionate about and found this opportunity. And we built it before we started a family because we had that vision. I'm stuck in you know finance, making a good living, but like 60 plus hours a week, not as present. I'm like, I want to be home. And so Sandy, I want to affirm you and say, I'm grateful for you for having the courage to step into the opportunity amidst the fear, amidst the uncertainty, but believing in yourself and believing in the opportunity and having mentorship like Tiffany and so many others to like help guide us and hold our hand, but saying yes for empowering me, encouraging me, and ultimately recruiting me into it and really building it before we had a family, because now we're like, oh my gosh, the life we've built for our family. And we're we're just getting started, but I'm so grateful for it. And so, and, and I love that our daughter, Cameron and our, our next child um, gets to look up to you as a role model and see you being a really present, loving mother, but also seeing you go out into the world and chase your passions and dreams and go after them too. So I'm grateful for both of you guys. You know, I think too, for someone considering this opportunity, like I really don't know of a better way to be your own boss. Like I've had different entrepreneurial um, endeavors. You know, I've owned brick and mortars. I've spent hundreds and thousands of dollars, gotten out loans, borrowed money um, to, you know, buy a business, the overhead that goes into paying rent for a physical location of a business to pay inventory, to pay labor, to pay franchise fees. Like I've had traditional, you know, brick and mortar type businesses. I've been in real estate. Like I've done different types of things where I realize, like, man, like 
there has to be a better way where I could get built-in mentorship. Like when I owned my juice bar or when I was in real estate, if there was ever something I needed mentoring or coaching on, like I could, I don't know, Google it. Like there, I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have someone like Tiffany that I could literally call. I have called or FaceTime Tiffany before and been like, what do, what should I do in this situation? And she answers and she helps me. Mm. Like, it is so amazing to have that built-in support of people that have paved the way before you that have so much wisdom, that have so much guidance. And I love that you brought up that point, Tiff, like we're on the very other end of it. Like your kids are, you know, graduated from college. Like our kids are still in diapers. So very like different stages of life. But, you know, this week I actually listened to, um, for anyone listening that does not already subscribe to Debbie Neal's level up podcast. She had an episode that dropped this week with Fraser Brooks. It was absolutely incredible. And Fraser was talking about how he has this really unique perspective that probably less than a hundred people in the world have being that, um, his parents grew up in network marketing and they earned over eight figures in network marketing. And that's all he's ever known. And he shared the perspective of being a child of a network marketer and growing up in that personal development world. And it just made me think, wow, that's going to be our kids. They're literally not even going to be able to conceptualize the thought of like waiting on the front stoop for daddy to come home from work or daddy missing a warm meal at dinner because he got stuck at a meeting or like, and there's nothing wrong with those things. That's, that was what my childhood was like, but we wanted to do it differently, you know? And so I just think it's really incredible that this is an opportunity for the ordinary person, the ordinary person that's listening right now. Yes. You to be able to build an extraordinary life. Yes. Thank you. you Tim. We're so grateful for you in this conversation and your mentorship always. I, I want to ask, I know, I actually, I think you have to go to the airport, pick up your daughter, but um, it kind of in closing and to wrap it up, I, of course, we want to find out where people can get connected with you, but anything else on your heart you want to share in the flow of this episode, like what's on Tiff's heart? Yeah, big time um, to brag on you guys, because as I'm hearing you talk right now, like I remember that day so clearly, you know, when I met Sandy and she talks about, you know, that whole thing. And and then I remember the first time I talked with you, Wade, and and then we've had many phone conversations and, and then you guys moved literally into like my old backyard where like, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up and you're there. There's been so many interesting things that I've been able to watch with you guys and how you've built your life, who you are as a couple it's so admirable. And I love, I love how you guys relate to each other. I love how you relate to Cameron. I mean, I watch you too. I get to watch you mowing the grass the other day <laughs> with your shirt off. Um, but uh, I love, I love watching now baby number two, you know, all that you've been through and, and your life, you know, you had a miscarriage, like there's been things, right? Everything hasn't just been perfect and hunky-dory every step of the way. You've had struggles, you've had to work. The example that you are for so many, um, and for anybody who joins your team, you know, you talk about mentorship and hands-on stuff. Um, you guys are so accessible. You're also huge. Yes. People you're so willing to contribute. You're so willing to go first and to lead. You're so willing to do the hard thing and to learn from it. You're so willing to take risks. I've been able to watch you even on your social media and the things that you post, you know, like the content, something sticks, some things don't, you change it up, you move on to the next. It's kind of like, you know, what I was talking about with like the epic fails that sometimes we have to go through, but they're all learning pains and they're all growing pains. And what I admire so much about the two of you, 
the word that pops into my head first is risk. You take the risk and you go first for your team to emulate and follow. It's like, hey, I'm going to try this first. I'm going to I'm going to go. And then you guys can see how it plays out. But you're there to support. You're there to encourage. You're there to be the leader and to be the example. You're there to love. You're there to care. You're there to listen. And you're there to help everybody grow. You are truly in this to win it. And I think a lot of people watch you in awe. And I know that I'm one of them. I'm so wildly proud of you guys. I'm so grateful. Yes, you're in my success line. But more than that, I get to call you friends. I get to call you my kids. I get to, I just get to love all over you and watch you, you know, pass on that love. You guys are just really great individuals. And I think one of the things too, um, you know, the culture, when you look to join a company, the culture is a big deal and culture can be sized up in a lot of ways. But the way I want to size it up is, you know, in life, the older you get, the more you realize how important friendships are, the more you realize how important it is to align yourself with good people. And so if, any, if anybody's watching, listening to this, considering jumping in and doing this as a business, I would just say you're aligning yourself with the best of the best. Sandy and Wade, they're at they're at the the peak, you know. They're at the top of their game, and and um, they're just going to keep getting better and growing from here. So yeah, don't delay. Don't look back and wish you would have. Jump on in. It's a really cool gig. Um, it's a ton of fun, and they make it fun. In fact, I think they make it more fun than most, which is also pretty pretty great, right? If you're going to do something and if it's going to be work, you might as well just love it and love every step of it. So um, congratulations, guys. I think you're just remarkable. Um, Thanks for, for all you do for so many people. Thanks for being such lovely humans. Thanks for being an example. And um, I celebrate every step of your journey. I, I got your back and I'm with you a hundred percent of the way. You're awesome. I freaking love you. I'm I love blushing. you. I just want to hug you right now. Yeah. Um, that's, I feel so grateful. We have Tiff in our corner. Like, is this like, real this life? Is like these, this is work. Like yeah. this is crazy. I know. You know, for the people listening, like, you know, what we do in the company we're aligned with, like truly it's so much more than a company. Like it is a movement. It is a culture. It is a community. Like you make some of your best friends, like lifers. And, um, by the way, right before we hit recording, we all realized we're probably going to be in Greece together in September. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> look out for content for all of us yep. in Greece together, yep. but Tiffany, thank you so much for your time. We love you so much. We're just so eternally grateful for you and your yes. And you taking the risk and you being brave and doing this 20 years ago before social media, before the internet, before you even knew how to turn on a computer. Like <laughs> it's just amazing that you had that vision and that you paved the way. And had you not, I don't know where we would be. It's yeah. really crazy to think about that ripple effect. If so. Tiffany didn't say a 20 years ago, there's a high, high likelihood over 99% chance we wouldn't be with this company, with this opportunity, with the life we have now. So grateful for you, Tiffany. Um, where can people like you're magnetic? Where can people get connected with you? What's the best place? So I have an Instagram. It's Tiffany B. Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R. And that's my Facebook too. So, but it's Tiffany Meyer is my new married name. So mm -hmm. you can find me Tiffany Meyer. And I think I have my wedding pic on some of that stuff. Not too sure, but um, Which anyway. the hottest <laughs> wedding photos yeah. ever. The, the, the hottest, <laughs> the best. All right, Tiff, we love you so much. Thank yes. you for being here with us. I love you guys. You're awesome. Keep going. Thumbs up. Way to go. Bye. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Guys, do you have some big data energy swag yet or what? 
Like Wade created this really cool dad swag brand and they have everything from hats and socks and tanks and shirts and slides. And like, literally, if you can dream it, they probably have it. They recently came out with a pastel-y, like summer swaggy colors. Go get the man in your life, some swag, some dad swag. Check it out. You can go to the website, www.bigdadenergy.co.